We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. And, um... Uh, Renee, stay there, and Ron, stay there. Um, I've got just a little business. The, you just heard that somebody said some portions of this program are pre-recorded, and nothing could be further from the truth. This program is live. The only difference between now and in a minute is there's a three-second delay in case Mark says, "Damn it!" and then Jeremy can push a button real fast and take the word out. Okay, so there's nothing pre-recorded about this. We don't even know who's calling in. This station, this station, and this show has been the same since. Uh, well, the show's been the same since 1988. So call in. You got a problem with a car? Give me a call. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Renee, I have great news for you. Okay, <laughs> I'm waiting. Okay, I um I have the phone numbers of two young men who are the best transmission guys I've ever known, and neither one of them was even born when your car was around. Hmm. And these guys are just wizards, but they have a very structured business structure, and they don't allow me to share that information with people. So Mm -hmm. after I took a break, I quickly dialed up Alger, and I go, hey, and he goes, Barings. I go, what? And he goes, sounds like Barings. And I said, are you yeah. listening to the show? And he goes, yep. And I said, okay. He says, I said, how much to rebuild it? And he goes, Mark, parts are hard, hard to find. He says, you, you're going to spend a lot of money for parts, depending on what it needs. He says, but you can get a rebuilt one for about 5000 not installed. That's just in a box in a crate. And I mm-hmm. said, do you want me to turn this over to you, TOT to Alger? And he goes, yeah, send him my way. So this kid, okay. I'm going to tell you my Alger story. Renee, he worked for me. He weighed about 85 pounds. He was tall. He had red hair. I loved his mother, but she she whipped him a lot, and he needed it. So one day he says to me at the gas station, I want to work on my car this weekend. And I said, okay, what are you going to do? And he goes, well, I'm going to take – he has a Nova. I'm going to take the automatic out and put a stick in it. And I said, oh, my God. Have you ever done this before? So here's the short story. The short, I say to him, have you got the bell crank? Have you got the pedals? Have you got the spring? Have you got the, the bell housing? Have you got the cross member? I'm all the, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I said, I'm telling you what, if your, your car is tying up one of my bays Monday morning, I am just going to just, oh! and he says, okay, this is a true story. Saturday afternoon at 6 o'clock, he started at noon, 6 o'clock p.m., he's laying rubber in front of my house with a stick shift in his Nova. Mm-hmm. And he, this kid, him and, and, and this other young man, and I called L first, and he didn't answer. They are the best I've ever seen. In all my years of transmissions, they are the best I've ever seen. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to send me an email, mark at marksalem.com. Mark, mark. Okay, marksalem.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Send me an email, 
and and I'm not going to re talk about your car, but you're going to give me the year, make, and model of your car so nobody sneaks in in front of you. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to put you in touch with Alger. Oh, okay. And his name is, what do you say? Al- his name is Alger. Alger. Mm-hmm. Alger. It's A-L-G-E-R. A-L-G. I've known this kid. He worked for me in 19, let me think here, 1981 out of high school. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, I, I love him like a son. And uh, mm-hmm. he's, but I, there's nobody in town better. It's either Alger or you can do whatever you want. Uh, but I have made an appointment for you to talk to him. He talks for free, and he'd want to look at it, and he'd want to verify what it was, and he wanted to, he, he'll be able to know what parts he needs before he takes the thing apart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because everybody that explains it, they've given me printouts and everything. So it just, you know, I read brochures and different things, and uh, Ford dumped that transmission in, you know, 2008. They only had it for three years. Okay. They realized well, they had a problem. Well, that's know? what I said to him. I said to him, uh, Barron's, what are you talking about? And he goes, I'm listening to the show. And I said, okay, so that's uh, that, that, uh, 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 CVT. And he goes, yeah. And I said, I didn't even know they had a CVT back then. And he goes, that's why I do transmissions and you do mechanical work. That's exactly mm-hmm. what he said. Right. So just it, when you get there, you're going to see lots of old cars there. And he's and, and, and he... Alger's problem, in Mark's opinion, is is he's too nice. He doesn't schedule people appropriately. So sometimes if your car goes in there, it might be a day or a week later than he said he would deliver it. But parts is a hard problem with the older transmissions, and he's, that's the first thing out of his mouth is, is parts are expensive if you can find them. But you got nothing to lose. Yeah. Talk to him. He's going to talk to you for free. I well, yeah, run at least, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with my old dual-range hydromatics and C6s. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a pretty old guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alger's, uh, you and I are the same age, but Alger's 20 years younger than we are. But still, he's the best guy. So I'm going to pass it on. You send me the email, and i got to go to Ron. Ron, thank you for calling. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, Mark. Um, I, uh, I have an F, uh, Ford, Ford F-150, okay. and my rear door lock is um, is not working properly. It, it uh, I can lock it or unlock it, but it doesn't do both, um, and it's been intermittently um, not working correctly, and I have to manually lock it to, it doesn't work with my remote lock. Do you guys um, do that type of work, or is that a dealer issue? No, not at all. Um, first of all, I, I want to tell you something. I, thank you for bringing that up, and I'm not mad at you. Don't don't misunderstand me. I'm going to answer your question. But when it comes to, like, dealer guys and Salem's guys or Blackwell's guys or Harker's guys, let me explain. In the independent market, we work on everything from aardvarks to zebras. We have a fundamental knowledge about hydraulic, spark, fuel, emissions, computers, because we it's widely over all the cars. Then you've got the guys that work on Fords only, Chevys only, Hondas only, Toyotas only. They're really good at that. So if my Toyota, every time I open up the glove box, I hear a quack noise, you belong at the dealer because they probably heard it before. But when it comes to comparing fundamentals, comparing skills and abilities, the independent market has a much wider variety. So you can be a, a horse vet or you can be own a veterinary clinic and handle from aardvarks to zebras. 
So it's just a fundamental issue, and you can tell like, my panties get wadded up real tight when when uh, when the perception is from even even my mom said at one time that you know dealer technicians know everything, maybe about your car, but not everything. Period. I had one come to work for me one time, and he told me he could do anything. He quit after two weeks because we figured out that all he wanted to do was air conditioning work, which, by the way, is very lucrative. But he didn't want anything else to do with a Chrysler product. And come to find out, it's because he didn't know anything other than air conditioning. So, yes, there is a, a place for both of us in the auto repair industry. But as far as your, your, your door lock is concerned, let me tell you something. I'm an old guy, and I'm an ASE master. I got six masters that work for me. On a 1 to 10 scale, this is about a 4. To just diagnose it, fixing it's a piece of cake. But Super. all we have to do is determine, is it the solenoid or is it the, is it the switch? That's all we have to determine. So the question is, is I need you to start opening and closing that lock from the inside that door, and I want to know what difference is it from the master switch to the actual door lock switch on the door. That's what I need to know. Excellent. Okay. Well, you guys have worked on my truck before and done a great job, so... Okay. Uh, that's All terrific. Right. Yeah, if you've worked if you've been in my shop, have you ever heard the word Eddie? Uh Eddie, he's the he's the guy that works on Ford trucks. He's 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 my Ford guy. He's yeah, been with me yeah. 32 he, he years. Solved the, he solved the problem before that I had and was fantastic he fixed. Oh. It, so. He's sitting home right now laughing at me cuz he's going he doesn't know the answer, but I do know the <laughs> diagnostic process and somebody's going to hand it to Eddie and say, "Hey, this is intermittent, and Eddie's just going to do just exactly that. He's going to start opening and closing that lock assembly from the door and open it from the master, and we'll figure we'll figure out real quick. The diagnostic Terrific. process on this is just a matter of outthinking the stupid car. So, okay. And if we okay. make a mistake, we'll put the old one back in, and we'll take the new one out, and we'll start over again. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's awesome. That's okay. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, you very much. Do you have time? Time for one more quick question? If we do, yes, yes, sir, I do. And, and, okay. and Don, you stay there. Go ahead, Ron. Okay, yeah. Um, my truck has uh, about 110,000 miles on it, and I really like the truck, and I'm planning on keeping it. My wife and I use it for road trips. I remember some time ago you had mentioned about you have a system where you'll do a complete diagnostic study on a truck or a vehicle and determine what it needs in order to, you know, longevity to keep it and find out if there are any uh, problems that might be coming up in it. Do you guys still do that? Well, let me explain. Yes, yes, the answer, but it's more of a conversation than anything else. Um, Let me me change your question Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mark, of all the engines you replace, is there a common denominator for the engine that comes in that will never, ever drive another mile? The answer is yes. What is the common denominator? They've been overheated dramatically or run low on oil. When was the last time you saw one that was just worn out? We might see a worn-out motor one out of every 50 that we replace. Mm. So what's the symptoms of a worn-out motor? Blue smoke out of the tailpipe and unfeathered, uninhibited oil leaking. Because the internal pressure of the engine, the blow-by, is so dramatic that we're leaking at every gasket we can and we're blowing blue smoke out the tailpipe. That's the beginning of the end. I want to tell you, we service cars with two and 300,000 miles on them, now, and, and, and they're fine. If you really wanted to find out what's going on inside your engine, here's, my, uh, here's, here's a suggestion. 
Get on the internet and find a place that does oil analysis. Order a little vial. Take it into the shop and have them pull some oil for you. Send it to them. At a 1,000 miles later, do another sample. So order three vials. And then at another 1,000 miles later, do another sample. Now, if there's no metal growth and they check between five and ten different kinds of metal sheds, shedding. So if there's no metal growth and the moisture content is well below normal and, and, it's, and it's good and there's nothing else in this oil analysis, then you can take my all my grandkids to Yellowstone for a month. Okay? And you can do do away with your road service. You don't need towing and stuff. I'm just going to send you along. You can do that for $25, $30 on the Internet. What you're looking for is a difference in growth. But if we do three tests, one, two, and then three, we have no growth. We don't have any abnormal anything. Then that motor is a good motor. To be honest with you, again, one out of 50 is worn out. The other 49 are dead because of the nut behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay? Okay, that's great, Mark. Thank you so much. You bet. Don, Don, I got to put you on hold, and I apologize. It's all my fault. It's actually Jeremy's fault, but I'm going to step up in front of him and say it's not him. So, Don, stay right there. I got to take a break, and when we come back, I'm not going to do anything but say, Don, how can I help you? So we'll be back right after this. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Research shows that people remember radio ads with British accents. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need, take it from a Brit. Oi, balmy insurance bloke stutching dosh out of your pocket. It's balmy. Liberty Mutual won't leave your skin, mate. Uh, can you just say Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need? I think that's what I said, you blooming. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, 
I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Getting your child home safely. Tap your heels together three times. Is just a click away. There's no place like home. But making sure your child is in the right seat is just one of the steps down the road to safer travels. I don't know how it works. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. There's no better way to get home safely. Know for sure that your child is in the right seat. How can I ever thank you enough? Get all the facts at safercar.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Okie dokie. Let me tell you about a couple of shops, and, and I'll tell you what kind of group and fraternity we are. Kurtz Auto Repairs at I-17 in Bell and Action Auto Repairs a Mile North at I-17 in Deer Valley. And Kurt is a really good friend of of Action Auto Repair and Tom. So they've been friends for years. They respect one another. And, of course, if you go to one and complain about the other, the, the first one is just going to take care of the problem and call the other guy and say, hey, I took care of something for you. That's it. So if you're in that area of I-17 between Deer Valley and Bell, you have two of the finest shops I know within about a five-mile radius of that area. And you've got Action Auto at Deer Valley and I-17 northwest corner. And you've got Kurtz on south or northwest corner, northeast corner of Bell. So Bell and Deer Valley, you've got two great shops, Action Auto and Kurtz Auto. Let's go back to the phones, and we were talking to Don. Don? Well, I hear you talking about me again. You talk about the nut behind the steering wheel. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. You're, you fit that, Bill. Yeah. Anyway, got a question. S10 is sitting in front of the house, right? Okay. The rains come, and I go out and get in it. Crank, 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 crank. No fire. Let let the key loose. It starts to diesel. I'm going, no, 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 no. So I hit it again. And it crank, 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 crank. And I thought, what the heck's going on here? So finally I get a, huh? Timing belt? So, so what? Timing belt? No. It's a V6 like yours. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Finish the story, though. Go ahead. So finally I get it to fire. And it's acting like it's missing. I'm thinking, okay, moisture underneath the cap, but the cap has never been off since I've owned the truck. So what's going on? So I thought, okay, i got to go to Walmart. So I went to Walmart, and I bought a can of sea foam to pour in it. It, you know, crank, 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 crank again, and then it fired. I'm going, okay, let it run for a while, see what happens. Drive it 25, 50 miles. It's fine. Go back home, park it, try it again in the morning, 
crank, 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 crank. So I've come to the this thing that has come to the mind of that it's got a mind of its own. And so I figure the moisture on top of the fuel tank has got something going on. Okay, there has so to be an end to this story. No, no, no. There has to be an end. So let's get to the end. Okay. So I drive it, and when I pull away from the house, there's a great big puddle underneath it. I'm going, okay. So Puddle of what? Puddle of water. So you think water on top of the fuel tank's causing this diesel underneath the hood? Well, the, no. No, because it's not supposed to diesel at all. Okay. Because okay, I don't know where we're going with this, Don, but I got, I got to, uh, you know, let's get to okay. the point. What, what happened? What did you do to fix well, it? Well, it's not supposed to diesel, but it did dry out, and it's running fine now. Does it make any sense? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can't help you because I don't know. Water on top of the gas tank has never been anything in all my years of fixing cars that had any yeah. problem other than the fact that if it had an electric fuel pump and they overfilled the tank, yeah. then we spewed gas, but I, I don't know the answer. But here's my promise. When you get a chance, either email me or call me and tell me what the heck fixed it. The dieseling on a cold start is also kind of counterproductive because dieseling indicates that something's igniting the fuel before the spark plug does, and typically it's on a hot engine. And we usually only, well, we don't usually, I've never heard anybody experience dieseling on a cold engine. So that's, I'm kind of concerned about that as well. But Don, I got to run. Thanks, buddy. Craig, you're up next. How can I help you? Um, yes, Mark, this is another uh, F-150 uh, question. I have a 2016 F-150 uh, 2.7 liter V6, and when I start it in the morning, I get a puff of white smoke, gray smoke, uh, out of the engine. After it warms up, I don't see it, uh, you know, if I accelerate or driving slow but just seems to be in the morning when it's cold, or it can happen during the day uh, if the engine has, or if the car is set. Okay, now, now, it's, now it's my turn to ask questions. Does it use oil? Do you ever add oil? And if you add oil, is it at the add mark or below the add mark? So do you ever add oil to the motor in between oil changes? Uh, no, and I don't know that uh, at the oil change, uh, I don't do the oil change myself, but they've never uh, commented that, geez, you're, you're low on oil. Okay, okay. And, and, and so are there any fluid levels that are of a con- adding to on a regular basis? Are they all normal and nobody's saying anything about fluid changes? Um, same, same answer there. I don't notice that... Um, you know, a coolant fluid would be uh, has been brought to my attention. So okay, now I right, haven't and, haven't paid attention to it. You know, other than bringing in for normal oil changes, nobody said anything. Okay, well, there's three colors that come. Okay, and actually, they all can be misconstrued by different people. Even technicians can look at the smoke and come up with three different colors on it. But white is usually coolant, uh, or it, mm-hmm. it could also be gray. Then if you have oil, it's usually blue or some tint of blue. And if it's fuel, it's usually black. So those are the three colors that we have coming out of the tailpipe. But what I was fishing for was, is yeah, I had a low coolant light the other day, which means I have a cooling leak in the system, and I've leaked a little mm-hmm. bit of coolant out, so now I'm at a critical level. And so the question then is, is let's go fix the, find and fix the coolant leak. If, if you're using oil, then it's going to puff pretty much... 
Um, if if the old how many miles are on it, by the way? Uh, eighty thousand. Okay. Um, well, eighty thousand, and you got four or five years, so you're not. It's not like you're driving the wheels off of it, right? No, not too much. Okay. Not too much. I take you ever, occasional long trips, but it's you know I use it back and forth to the office. Okay. Do you ever you know like kind of punch it to the floor and and let it um, haul butt for a little while? Uh, I've had my share of speeding tickets in my lifetime. But oh, okay. All right. I, I was searching for that. But I, uh, but I can certainly, uh, are you suggesting that I try that, or is that how I drive? I guess I'm uh, Well, I, I, you know, if you brought it, if you and I were friends and, and, and you my next-door neighbor, I would just say, give me your car for a couple of days, and I'd just hop rod the hell out of it. And I mean, yeah. I would I would rattle it. I would take it into the high RPMs, and and I would want to shake a little carbon out of the motor. I'd like to sh- I'd like to clean out the exhaust. I want to take this horse out and run it hard, but not kill it, mm-hmm. not kill yeah. it. Yeah. And so I, I can't explain the 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 color because you don't have matching symptoms. And when you have an oil issue and you're leaking oil into the cylinder, and you start it, and you get that puff of light blue smoke or blue smoke or gray smoke, that ultimately is going to end up with a fouled-up spark plug, and you haven't said a word about an engine miss either. So no. I'm not quite sure I worry about this, but I, my ad- advice to you is is every once in a while, when it's appropriate, slam the throttle to the floor, hit passing gear, and take it up to a... Uh, a uh, little higher speed before you back off the throttle. Let's just kick the 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 horse with our spurs and and make it run real hard for just a little while and then back off and let it cool off, and 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 see if that would help with this uh, small puff of smoke that you have. But you haven't given me anything that really concerns me yet. I I don't know where I'd spend your money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Okay. You bet. Bob and Steve, stay right there because I've got to take a break in about 30 seconds. So, Bob, you're first. Steve, you'll be second. You're making model and then what the situation is or what the argument is with you and your wife or which oil should I use or what tires should I use, those kinds of things, pieces of cake. But you can go in a completely different direction. But if there's going to be a a, a, a story with it, we'll just get to the preamble real quick. So 602-508-0960, if you'd like to call in, we've got Bob first, Steve second, and then, of course, we have three open lines available, and you're welcome to take those. We'll be back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
Uncover, uncover retirement concepts you need to know. There are three steps to succeeding at the business of retirement. Insure your assets. Insure your income. And assure your peace of mind. Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kuyper. Remember, it's up to you to retire to a brighter future. Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Right here on 960 The Patriot. Listening to 960 The Patriot online doesn't mean you have to sit at your desk. If you're on the run, doing housework, or on your drive home, 960 The Patriot is at your fingertips wherever you are or whatever you're doing with the Patriot app. The Patriot stream is now sponsored by Guns Etc., an A-plus company working together to bring you an A-plus listening experience. Download the app today at your app store. It's the best way to listen to your favorite shows no matter where you are. Brought to you by Guns Etc. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. The disastrous retreat from Afghanistan ordered by Joe Biden now has a body count. Suicide bombers outside the airport in Kabul killed at least 10 service members and wounded dozens more. The blast killed many more Afghan civilians, many of whom wanted to escape the Taliban and now ISIS-K, another terror group emboldened by our rapid and disorganized departure. What will President Biden do in response? Six days ago, Biden set a red line by threatening, quote, a swift and forceful response to any attack, any attack on U.S. forces during the evacuation of Kabul. In this and other speeches since the collapse in Kabul, Biden has treated the Taliban as the legitimate authority, which puts Biden in the same position as the U.S. after 9-11, holding the Taliban responsible for allowing terrorist attacks on Americans. Will Biden follow through on his red line? If he doesn't, American credibility and our deterrence potential will be totally discredited, and that will make us much less safe long after Biden leaves office. I'm Ed Morrissey. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Jeremy, so, um, folks, we must have had a problem with the phones because um, right after I said Bob and Steve, um, they both disappeared off of our lines. So we're pretty sure that that's on our end. So if Bob and Steve wants to, we didn't hang up on you, I promise. Um, if you guys want to call in, I'll, I'll move you to the front of the line. Right now, I'm going to take Kevin. But Bob and Steve, if we hung up on you, we're really, really sorry. Kevin, how can I help you today? Well, good morning, Mark. I have a 2013 Ford F-150 half ton, and it's got a towing package on it, but that's kind of irrelevant. I've got this loud clicking noise in the dashboard when I first start it. I mean, it goes clack, 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 and it, then it quits. And then sometimes it comes back on. Okay. And it happens almost every time I turn the truck on. Okay. 
I, it's not is, the air conditioner because I can have everything off and it'll still make that loud clack, clack, clack noise okay. and then go away after a couple of, after about 10 or 15 clacks. Okay, you, we're, we're, we're going to ignore that last sentence that you said. It's not the air conditioning. What I want you to do is, you know, first of all, is it left side, center vent, or right side of the dash? Driver's it's, side, uh, passenger's? Right behind the right hand side of the steering wheel. Okay, okay. Now, in that part of the dash. Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to park, at, at, at when you shut it off, I want you to have your air conditioning controls in different positions each time. Otherwise, I'll give you an example. When you, before you shut it off, set it for warm defrost, okay? Then shut okay. it off. Then the next morning, start it up. Then the next time, set it on maximum AC, and then start it up and shut it off. Or, and next morning, okay. you'll start it up to see if it's there. And then the next one is vent. I, okay. I, I think what you've got, I'm guessing, I think what you've got is, is you've got something in the climate controls that's ratcheting. And and right. so and, and and if I can get you to change it by using Max A shutting it off with on with Max AC on and then starting it up with those settings in intact and Max AC, Max heater and vent, if you say to me, Well, it does it on this one, these two but not this one, at least we know we're on the right track. Okay. So now all we have to do is is we're going to have to go underneath the dash and we're going to have to figure out which one. There's there's going to be a door that's a hot and cold door. Then there's going to be a, co- a door that goes uh, defrost, center vent, and floor. And then there's going to be another door that's going to be outside air and inside air. And I think you've got okay. one of those doors ratcheting. Now, if you could stick your hand underneath the dash and say... It, you can feel it here. <laughs> that would help too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to save oh, you some right. diagnostic money. Okay, well, it's all under warranty, and I was going to take it over to Sanderson Ford and see what they can figure it out. Um, I, I, I'm going to let you say that, and I'm going to comment on that. Uh, of okay. all the dealerships that I've worked with and for, and and I work a lot in the legal arena. Um, so somebody's suing somebody else or I'm working for an insurance company or a lawyer or whatever, I can tell you that my favorite dealership um, with respect to integrity is Sanderson. So I'm glad you're going there because I believe that that, if they're not the very best, they're they're the best with someone in one and a half positions below them or something like that. I just really do believe Sanderson Ford is, is one of the best dealerships I've ever had the opportunity to work with. I had one time one of their senior guys raise his hand and goes, it's our fault. We're going to take care of it. And I go, why am I here? And he goes, I don't really know. <laughs> I said, well, I'll call and ask. And so I said, why am I here? And they said, well, they said no. And I said, no, I, they've been overruled because this guy's going to take care of it. We're done. Goodbye. And they did. So I was really pleased with that. But anyway, um, yeah, if you could kind of touch something or change the, the climate controls and say it happens here but not here, I think that'll save you some diagnostic money. Okay. Okay, it's not. I'm not going to lose my fingers sticking my fingers up there and I promise around, you won't. Right? No, because the blower motors. One time I was working on my old uh, uh, 1965 Ford and trying to figure out what was going on, and I stuck my hand in the blower fan and um, it... uh, kind of lost a little bit of skin there. <laughs> I had that old 65 for 38 years, and boy, it was a nice truck. And no, you won't be able to hit the the blower motor on virtually any car that's made in the last twenty years. 
So it's not an exposed kind of thing. Now, if you tore, cut a big hole in the dashboard and you stuck your hand down inside that vent there, you'd probably trim your your fingernails. But uh, other than that, you're not going to have that problem like you had in the old days. Anyway, thank you, Kevin. I'll reach up under there and see what's going on. Okay, yeah, just see if you can feel it. If you can feel it, you right. say to them, I put a piece of red tape there, but if you put your hand on that, that's you can feel the noise right there. That's what we need. Okay, okay thank you, you very much. Think it might be a, a, a door instead of a like an electrical l- l- relay that's turning on and off real quick or something? Well, it could be that. It could be that something is cycling on and off. It could also be that we've got one of the fan blades that's bent or dis not formed right it could be that you or one of your grandkids dropped something down the defrost vent and when you first started up in the morning and it can also be a door that's chattering we use electric motors to open and close flaps and so sometimes the little plastic gears get stripped and so they chatter on us and then finally they bite and they open or close so that's what i'm looking for is i'm looking which one of those blend door fresh air door um defrost center vent floor door which one of those blend doors is is making the noise that's what i'm i'm trying to get to okay thank you very much john i i know jeremy i'm gonna take john anyway jeremy how are you hey i'm good mark uh i have an 08 hhr and over a few years ago, I had this problem where the computer kept shutting down the air conditioning because it thought it was overheating. Uh-huh. And I had it up to the dealership twice, and they changed the, the thermostat three times. And it, and it would happen, like one time it went like six months without happening, and then it did it again. And I got fed up with them. I took it to a local shop here in Peoria, and they diagnosed it, figured it out in about two hours. There was a factory defect in the wiring harness. Okay. What I'm what I'm at now, and it kind of touches on your what you had before with the temperature. Even in a hundred and twelve degree temperature, sitting in idling for quite a while, the car never goes much above one hundred and eighty five hundred and ninety. That's something from, wrong. From what I'm listening, from what you said, that's not right. No, it needs to be two twenty. I wonder if the thermostat is stuck open, and the way I would do that is I'd take the radiator cap off first thing in the morning. I'd start it up and have my wife hold the RPMs up to about 1,000 RPM. I'd look down into the radiator, and I'd see if I see water moving. Now, rippling and moving are two different things. Uh, I, sure. Sometimes a guy will take the top radiator hose with the clamp loose and stuff like that, but no, your car needs to run at 220, and you're running way too cold. And so we need to move that thing up to 220. And, and otherwise, you're going to end up with a lot of peanut butter as your oil. We're not going to boil the water out of the oil, and you're going to end up right. taking that, that engine's life into half. So, no, we need to get it up. To, but that's this is an easy issue. So either the thermostat's gone, the thermostat's wide open. It's going to be one of those two things. Do you think okay. it's possible they could have put the wrong thermostat in? I think it's possible that somebody could have fixed it uh, outside of industry standards. Is that a nice way to say it? <laughs> there you go. Well, that would have been the dealer. <laughs> well, I I don't know I don't know I'm just saying it's but here's the here's the deal we'll know the answer to that question once we fix the temperature problem that's it there you, okay there you go well I will get right. it corrected thank you thank Mark. you Lisa you stay right there and Bob and Steve if you're back you're first and second and but Lisa stay right there we'll be right back the Seth Liebson show when you have a silo of political thought that is dedicated to making America itself a down market commodity, why would it be surprising or extreme to think that the leadership of that party wants America down, wants America prestige diminished as well? Why wouldn't you conclude that? Weekdays 3 to 6, right here on AM 960, The Patriot.
Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Joe didn't talk to a mattress firm sleep expert. And when hunger led him to the deli, junk sleep left his wallet at home. Oh, Leaving Joe checking every single pocket. No, no. Uh, Twice. To the frustration of everyone in line. For the type of sleep that makes wallets unforgettable, head to Mattress Firm and unjunk your sleep today. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Okie dokie, 46 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We're going to go to Lisa just like we promised. Lisa, how can I help you? Hi, Mark. Um, We need a new family car. Okay. And the question is, um, we've had a truck. We currently have an older van. In this marketplace where our pre-owned and used cars are pretty high, um, and we're open 
to all the makes and models. We like the Toyo, Toyota, but what would you recommend? And, and we are open. We're a family of four, but three are still here. Um, to negotiate online with dealers, to um, warehouse pricing, no negotiation, to we want better mileage automobile and pre-owned versus new. What would you I, in order for, there's 582 models of cars and trucks that we have in our database at work. So I can't, what I really do well is, is Mark, these are the three cars we're looking at and here's the people that are going to be driving them and using them. That's kind of what I need. Here's what I will do for you. Um, I have a friend of mine named Rustin and Rustin works for one of the large uh, dealerships that has multiple locations all over. Okay. Rustin is supposed to help the VIPs. So, uh, you know, this guy who's a big shot at the dealership's neighbor, he turns him over to Rustin, and Rustin finds him a car and says, this is what you write your check for, and this is what the sticker is, and this is what you got. And and it's just kind of a path of least resistance. And I'm allowed to use him every once in a while, and I'd be happy to have you talk to him. He has both pre-owned and he has new. Okay, and you, perfect. You, you need to describe exactly what you want, and then he'll tell you, I've got a new one. It's this color. He'll send you a link to it. Here's, the, here's what it looks like. And your thing is, is how much do I write my check for? Right. Whether you finance it through the credit union or whatever, it makes no difference. It's just how much do I have to write. So you're going to email me, mark at marksalem.com. Mark okay. at marksalem.com. Now, stay, stay right there. Um, hey, um... Do we have caller ID uh, on our phones? Okay. If you do, would you text me the name Lisa and the last two digits of her phone number? Lisa, don't you give them to me. And and then that way, in case I get 40 Lisas that <laughs> send me an email, I'll know which one to call back. So, okay. um, yeah, Lisa, any- stay on the line and I'll get your number from you. Okay, yeah, that's good. Stay on the line because Jeremy's going to get your, your the last three digits or four digits of your number. That's I don't need it just to know that I'll give that to to, to Rustin. But and but I'm I, sorry, I, is it Rustin R U S T I N? Yes, and I'll give you his number. It's a very secret number. Oh, keep it secret okay. too. Yeah. So he it's it's he his job is is to take care of the needs of all the employees, and I get to sneak in there every once in a while. So oh, I'm going to use it on so you, and I and I don't make any money on this transaction, not a dime. If 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 Rustin were to offer me a hundred dollars, I'd tell him put it on her bill. Just put a credit uh-huh. on her bill. So I'll I'll help you. It's just you called at the right time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, you bet. Buying cars today is really tough because Lisa said it perfectly. You've got the really good used ones that are asking they're asking premium dollars, and then you've got the brand new ones that are almost the cost of a pre of a used primo. So there makes all the difference in the world. But no matter where you shop for your car, no matter who helps you buy your car, get in the in the habit of what do I write my check for? You see, because then there's the car. Now, I'm using stupid examples here, so just forgive me. There's the car, and then there is sales tax, and then there's license, and then you could have delivery fee, and then you could have desert protection package that was installed on the car when we first got it, so you have to buy it now. And then we had we put this little snow, snowball in the trunk to make the thing smell good, and that's another $89. And then this car comes with an aftermarket warranty, and then this car comes with this, and this car comes with that. And by the time you get done, the old days of the car, the sales tax, and the license plates is gone. And that's what's really important to Mark Salem. 
when I negotiate for a car, I am well covered. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what I think I want to pay for it. And all I'm really looking at is, is interior tr- uh, color, exterior color, and interior trim level. That's it. So not too long ago, well, a long time ago, um, I wanted a Dodge truck, and I found a red dually in Pennsylvania. And I had him send me pictures of it, and it's exactly what I wanted. Everything about it was exactly what I wanted. It was a Dodge, and it was the pre-DEF. It's a 2012, and it had the Longhorn interior, which is akin, it's akin to the King's Ranch interior on the Ford trucks. It's the fancy leather and, and cowboy stuff, and it's, it's, that's what I wanted. And when we began to negotiate, I heard that same kind of, well, the truck is this, and then we have destination fees, and we have this, and then we have that, and then we also put a desert protection package on it. In Pennsylvania, you sell desert protection packages? So at the end of the day, I ended up buying the truck for the truck sales tax, and that was it. And I carried a paper plate with me to put on the truck and drive it home. My wife and I drove it home. So it's... Those are the kinds of things that, that, you know, you should just pay attention. Every line item is why this one, why that one, why this one, why that one. Okay, the bottom line on car repair is is it's really up to you to protect yourself. And the easiest way to, to protect yourself is is this simple hint. As in most shady discussions, discussions between two people where one of them has ulterior motives, there's things that said and numbers given that may not end up the same at the end of the day. It's always a good idea to communicate in writing because that lives forever. So when you're at home and uh, you took your car in for an oil change and you told them to do synthetic and they put a 3,000-mile sticker on you, otherwise telling you in 3,000 miles you have to come in, that's really a ten to 15,000-mile oil. And you can imagine that if I sell you my premium oil change package and if I can get you to come in at 3,000 or 5,000 miles as opposed to 10 or 15, then I get to sell you a premium oil change package four times when really the one should last all of that. And those are the things that kind of are going on, not kind of, those are the things that are going on in a small number of shops and and business philosophies in the Phoenix area. We're seeing, and, and actually it happens in Payson too, because I saw one the other day that was exactly that. We had just, the customer had just put, a friend of mine had just put synthetic oil in it, and I looked at the door sticker and it's 3,000 miles more than the odometer. Well, I said that, let me look at that, and it's a 020, that's a synthetic oil. And so they put 020 in it, and the oil change was like $130, and that, that's the price for it. Yes, that's true. But then they put a 3,000-mile oil sticker on it. No, that's a ten or 12,000 or 15,000-mile oil sticker. So let's look at the owner's manual. In this case, it was a 12,000-mile, so we just changed the door sticker to 12,000 on top of what we were today. You can understand how that benefits the shop if he can get you to come in every 3,000 miles with an oil change that's going to cost you between 95 and 150, depending on how many quarts of oil you use. The difference is this. Conventional oil is the oil that we've had since the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. It has a 3,000-mile oil change. Three to five, I'll give you that. Three to 5,000-mile oil change. Then we went into a semi-synthetic, so it's kind of half-conventional, and half synthetic. 
Well, that's a five to 7,500-mile oil change interval. Then we have this synthetic that goes from 7,500 miles to 15,000, depending on your owner's manual. So what I try to do for our customers is tailor the oil change to their annual use. So if I have Mrs. Jones at 3,000 miles, I'm going to put conventional, I'm going to put the $30 oil change on hers, and I'm going to bring her in every January, February, or March. That's it. I'm going to bring her in once a year and change her oil. But if she goes 7,500 miles, I'm going to put a semi-synthetic in. That oil change is going to be somewhere in the $75 range, give or take 25 bucks. And I'm going to bring her in, but she gets one oil change a year, and the oil will last the entire time. Then I've got, like my wife, who drives 10, 12, 15,000 miles a year, I'm going to put synthetic in her car, and I'm going to bring her in every April or May. Here's why. I want her to go through the summer with fresh oil. So all of the cars that Mark Salem is responsible for, and we have a fleet in our business as well as the ones in my family, if there's 40 or 50 cars, they're all on a, a, an oil change interval that brings them in in April or May. And that way they go through the summer, which is the worst part of Phoenix, through the summer um, with fresh oil. But they also have one oil change a year. That doesn't mean we're not going to check the fluids when we check the gasoline or when we fill it up. It doesn't mean that we're not going to check the air and the tires every once in a while. We can't just not pay attention to the car. Because the oil change really is a physical for the car. Not only do we change the oil and the filter, but we're supposed to check your tires, your fluids, your belts, and your hoses. Your brakes, your exhaust, oil leaks... All that kind of stuff. It's a visual inspection. That's part of the oil change. So the uncomfortable part for many of us is, is if we put you on a 15,000-mile oil change interval, we'd still like to check your tires and look at your fluids once or twice in that period of time. And many of us have said to our customers, it's okay. Monday mornings and Friday afternoons are out of the question, but at any other time, if you want someone to just quickly check your tires and your fluids and your belts and your hoses, it's a visual inspection of the hood and the tires. We can do that for you as long as our door stickers on your car. So those are the kinds of things that how we transition our industry. We've got, we are nowhere near that 3,000 mile oil change. Um, to be honest with you, that goes back to like 1980 and everything from probably 1990 north of there we really should have you at a three to five or a five to seventy five hundred or seventy five hundred to fifteen thousand. Those are the three areas of oil change that your car and if you don't know, look at your owner's manual, it'll tell you. It'll be that simple. It'll tell you what kind of oil it wants you to use and what kind of oil change intervals your car is set up for. The oil change intervals are kind of important because the oil does wear out and we don't want to leave oil in your car that's not protecting the metal components, it's not protecting the rust from rust, it's not pr protecting from oxidation and all the other stuff. And we don't want the oil to turn to mud because mud causes engine failure. So when the, mo when the motor oil gets really thick like frosting and it's full of water because you, d you haven't gotten through a heat cycle, you haven't taken it on the highway in a hundred years, that's where things get really, really ugly. So stick close to your oil change shop, but pay attention to two things. How much did I pay for the oil change? What kind of oil, level one, level two, level three, and what kind of interval am I at? Those are three things that you should really pay attention to because our industry is full of people right now who are putting premium oil in but calling you in at 3,000 miles when really you should go 10 or 15. 
So that's the hard part. Anyway, my email is mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem, Salem like the cigarette.com. You're always welcome to send me an email and include your phone number because I'm going to ask you more questions. See you next week.